Let's read God's word. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Joel, for reading God's word. I'm going to ask you to keep your Bibles open to Matthew chapter 22. And I'm actually going to give you three things to write down today. So there'll be three things on the screen. And if you're uh, watching at home, get something to write with, but also just uh, just kind of remove any distractions right now. We're just going to spend just a, a few moments in God's Word together, and today is a special day. Not only is it Thanksgiving week, but um, this is actually our final sermon in the Cover to Cover series. We've been walking through the lectionary for the past three years, and uh, this is the end of that journey because next weekend is the first Sunday of Advent, and in the church calendar, Advent is actually the first of the year. That's the beginning. So uh, it starts a, a, new, uh, a new chapter uh, next weekend. So um, it's been a good ride, and I believe that this passage of Scripture is appropriate to end on together as a church. I don't know if you've met Judson, Judson Aja, but he's a new student here at the college. He usually sits right about over there, and uh, it's Thanksgiving week, so he's probably home with family now, but um, Judson, just, just enjoying having him in class, getting to know him. I know it's hard for our church family because we don't have a lot of fellowship time, so it's hard to connect with, with new people, but uh, Judson has just come and thrived in the Bible school, and his girlfriend came to visit. And they've been dating for a while, and so she's thinking about coming to Bible school as well. They live in the Houston area, and so she's thinking about moving up and coming to Bible school as well. So she was up here for a visit, and I, I was out to eat with them, and I said, you realize that you can't date during your first year of Bible school. And their eyes got real big. And I said, just kidding. No. <laughs> because um, that was the rule when I went to Bible school here about 30 years ago, but that wasn't the only rule. So then we began to talk about all the rules that used to be around when I went to Bible school. So there was no dating that first year. There was no watching rated R movies. There was actually, you weren't even allowed to have a TV in your dorm room. You couldn't have any piercings, no tattoos. And today we wouldn't have a student body. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just having fun. I'm just having fun. As we were talking about that list of rules, I, I was wondering, I wonder if that's the what the world thinks about Christianity. Uh, I wonder if that's what they think about Jesus. Like, that he's just, there's just a bunch of rules to follow if you want to follow God, if you want to be a follower of Jesus, you have to follow all these rules, all these regulations. In Jesus' day, in order to be a good Jew, a good religious Jew, you had over 600 commands that you would have to follow 
just to be in right standing with God. They told you how to wash your hands, what to wear. They told you how many steps you could take on the Sabbath. And there were all these rules that the religious leaders told us, if you don't follow these rules, it's a matter of life and death. So you better follow all of the rules. So one day, someone comes to Jesus, a religious leader, and he asks him, of all the rules, the hundreds upon hundreds of rules, what is the most important rule? What's the one rule? Which rule would Jesus pick? Well, he actually picked a, a line from the Shema, an ancient Jewish prayer, and he said this, love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence. This is the most important, the first on any list. What's the most important rule? What is the central theme of Christianity? It's loving God with all that we are. Loving him with all that we have. I put a quote on Facebook a, a few weeks ago, and it ended up being quite controversial. It had a lot of discussion. I, I didn't think it would because it's actually a quote from Augustine. It's this, love God and do what you want. That's the rules of Christianity, love God and do what you want. But you have to love God with all that you are. You have to allow him to lead you, to guide you. So love God and do what you want. That's the central theme of Christianity. Love God and do what you want. It's not a list of mind-numbing rules and regulations. It's all about the heart. It's all about the soul. It's all about the mind. Loving God with all that I am, everything that I have. And if I do that, everything else will fall into place. I'm going to give you three things today that I'd like you to write down. Three ways you can grow in your love for God. Three ways you can grow in your love for God. First of all, commit yourself to be loyal to him. Commit yourself to be loyal to him. There's a line in most of our marriage vows. It's this, forsaking all others. Do you pledge yourself to give yourself only to your spouse as long as you both shall live? Do you forsake all others? And, and you say, well, yes, I do, right? In the ceremony, I do because this is a really important part of marriage. It's saying I'm pledging myself to you. There's this exclusive loyalty in our relationship with our spouse. And the same is true in our relationship with God. That we say to God, God, I belong to you. And if there is anything else that creeps into my life, anything from this world that comes in that will steal my love for you, I'm going to forsake that. And I'm going to hold on to you alone. See, all God ever wanted was your heart. He's not interested in you following all these hundreds of rules. He just says, I, I want your heart. If you want to grow in your love for God, give him your heart. Be exclusive to the Lord. Give him all of your loyalty. Forsake all others and pledge yourself to him. Make the commitment today to be loyal to him. The second thing to write down is cult you need to cultivate 
your spiritual life. Another way to grow in your love for God is to cultivate your spiritual life. I'm going to take the marriage illustration a little bit further. How do you know if someone's happily married? What are the signs? Is it that they have a nice house? It's that they have a six-figure income? They drive nice cars? They have lots of kids? I mean, you could just go on. I mean, what tells you that a, that a couple is in love, that, that there's a strong marriage, that they're happily married? Would these things tell you if somebody's happily married? Of course not, right? Those don't define a happy marriage. You can tell if somebody's happily married after a decade or two or three or four or five or more, and they still love each other, and they still want to be with each other. And they still look at each other in the eye. They still talk at the end of the day and, and share the good times and the bad times. They still laugh together. They still cry together. They're, there's just something about a happily married couple. And again, it's not something that can be defined. It's, it's something intangible. But, but you know it when you see it. And see, when it, when it comes to marriage, you don't get a marriage like that if you don't nurture the relationship, if you don't take care of the relationship, if you don't spend time together, if you don't nurture your marriage, you will not have that kind of relationship. And the same is true in our relationship with God. God says, I want you to love me with all of your heart, but I want you to love me with all of your soul. I, I, I want you to, to spend time with me. I want to uh, kind of be the center of your life. And, and really, that's how we nurture our relationship with God. We spend time with Him. That's why I'm so excited that you're here this morning. That's why I'm so excited you took time to, to, to tune in online. I, I, I love it because what we've done is we've said, God, I want to spend time with you. Sunday morning, I'm not going to sleep in. I'm not just going to read the newspaper. I'm not just going to... Do people read newspapers anymore? I don't know. But... Do, I'm not just, I'm, I'm just going to, because it's my one day off. No, I, I'm, God, I'm, I'm going to spend time with you because God wants your time. In, um, in Christianese, we, we call it a devotional time or a quiet time. That's what God wants. That's something that helps us nurture our time with him. And so we, we have this quiet time with the Lord. And, and in that quiet time, we read God's word. We read the Bible. And, and, and so many people here know the Bible, and you dive in, and that's good. But you may say, I don't, I don't even know where to start. If I open the Bible, I wouldn't know where to begin. And uh, that's why we're mailing you a devotional. I actually took them to the post office myself on Friday. And, 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 and they're on their way to your house. And, and we'll have more in the lobby next week. So that's a great way to jump into God's Word. If, if you don't know where to start in the Bible, that's a great place to start. And it's so good. If you're watching online, just, just send a note. We'll, we'll send you one. But we just want to give you God's Word because you need to spend time with God every day. Spend time in His Word. You need to spend time praying. And, and, and praying because God wants your heart. Share your heart with God. Just be honest and open with Him and, and share your heart with Him. And then say, God, what's on your heart today? And then just listen and see what He tells you. So we have that time of prayer. We have the time in His Word. We have that time maybe with some worship music on. Maybe we want to go deeper into a dive. So we find a small group and we, we go deeper into God's Word or, or, or we study something together or we just spend time 
meditating on his word, just allowing his word to come all over us. And so we give God that time every day. And as soon as I say this is something we need to do, you can say, well, isn't that another obligation? Isn't that another rule, another regulation? Like, you're just now, you just gave me an obligation, and you said there are no obligations. And, and I want to change that word obligation to opportunity. You have an opportunity to spend time with the one who loves you. The one you're called to love with all your heart. This is not an obligation. This is an opportunity to fall more deeply in love with Jesus. And that's what God wants. He wants your heart. He wants your soul. And the third one is that we need to control our mental diet. Control our mental diet. That, that, that we love him with all of our mind. Now, I'm not going to spend too much time on this one because... I actually preached a sermon just a few weeks back on, on the answer to worry, a whole sermon on worry where I talked about guarding our mind, that we, we pass everything through filters before it gets inside of our mind, inside of our heart, that, that if it has to be good and pure and lovely. And, and you can go back to that sermon. You can listen to it. All of our sermons are, are online for free. You can watch or you can listen. Uh, we have a podcast, everything, you can, you can get that in. But we already talked about that, about controlling our mind. And, and God says in his word today that I want you to love me with all of your mind. God wants to be the controlling influence of, of what we absorb into our mind, what our mind reflects. God wants to be in charge of all that. And so if God is number one in our life, the center of our life. We're loving with all of our mind. We have to allow him to control what we put into our mind, what we read, what we watch, what we listen to, what we think about. We have to say, God, is it pleasing to you? There's a verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That everything we think about. So if, if I'm called to love God with all of my mind, any thought that I have, anything that's coming in, anything I'm listening to, watching, anything I'm thinking about, I take it captive and I make it obedient to Christ. Does it line up with God's word? Does it pass through that filter? And if it does, then it can get inside of me. Back to our, our marriage illustration. And our thoughts need to be faithful to our spouse. Our thought life needs to be faithful to our spouse. And if that's true in marriage, that's true in our relationship with God, that, that just as we're faithful to love one another and, and think about one another, we are called to do that with God, that we are faithful in our thoughts. We, we don't give our thoughts to ourselves or to this world. We give our thoughts to God. And if you want to grow in your love with God, you, you've got to give him your mind, your heart, your soul, your mind. 1 John 4.19 says, we love him because he first loved us. I want to tell you today that we're talking about loving God and, and, and falling more in love with God and how we can kind of activate that, that relationship with God in a deeper way. And we've talked about that. But do you realize that, that the reason we do that is in response to his love for us? That it's actually that, that, that he loved us first. 
And he loves us with an everlasting love. He loves us with a, a love that is steadfast to all generations. He loves you, and we love him. Why? Because he first loved us. That's why you should never be afraid to go to God, ever. Never afraid to approach him because he says, hey, look, I love you. I want to be in relationship with you. You can say, well, I feel far away from God. I, I don't know if I can go to him. I'm going to talk to somebody who's watching online because I just felt this from the Lord this morning, that there are some people that are, are so afraid to even leave their house. You're just so afraid about everything that's going on right now. And you don't even know if you can go to God because you're just so afraid and you're so ashamed and you just don't know where to turn. I'm going to tell you, turn to the Lord. Turn to the Lord today. Go to him. All of us, you know, we don't have to be afraid to go to God. We love him because he first loved us. Perfect love casts out all fear. God, God is crying out to you, please come to me. I wrote an entire book called The Simple Bible. I took one verse from every book of the Bible because I wanted people to know the heart of God, that God loves you. He's calling you to himself. He's calling you into relationship. And, and so we don't have to be afraid. We can pursue the love of God. Our culture thinks that, that love is an emotion that will eventually just die down. That, that when you first meet somebody, that, 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 that's, it's white-hot passion, but over time it begins to fade. But the reality is, is the longer that you nurture that love, the stronger and the deeper it gets. Because then I'll talk to our, our young married couples or couples that are about to get married. If, if on your wedding day is the day that you love your spouse the most, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. If that day is the apex of your love, you're in big trouble. Because there are good times and there are bad times. We say in the ceremony, for better, for worse. And you have to get through those tough days. You have to nurture that love. And, and I'll just say, as somebody that's been married over 25 years, that I love Leslie more today, and she loves me more today than, than that first day, because it's a different love. It's a deeper love. It's a stronger love. It's a love that's been nurtured. It's a, it's a love it has been taken care of, and, and, and that's what we need with the Lord. It's not just this white, hot, passionate thing during worship. We're, you know, all into it. It's that, no, the longer I walk with God, the more I nurture that relationship, the more time I spend with him, the deeper and the stronger that love becomes. That's what we're looking for. That's what Jesus is talking about here. He's saying, I want you to love me with all your heart and soul, and mind. So remember today, it'll be on the screen, our three, three things. Commit yourself to be loyal to him. Cultivate your spiritual life. Con and control your mental diet. That's what it means. That will help you grow in your love for God. To love him with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. I told you I had a word from the Lord. The Lord spoke to me, uh, I think it was Thursday this week, <clears throat> and, and I really believe this idea of loving God with all we are is very important right now. 
it's not just a generic message of, of like, well, yeah, of course, that's the number one thing. That's what Jesus said. We've been taught this many times, but know that we need this today more than ever. Because I believe the Lord is speaking through the prophetic word that, that the days ahead may be difficult. They're going to be tougher than they are today. That we think that, oh, everything's, it's going to get better. It's going to get back to normal, all these things. But, but I think the word of the Lord is, oh, there are some tough days ahead. And we need to be ready for those days. Uh, the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 5, if you've raced with men on foot and they've wearied you, how will you compete with horses? If you're having trouble today, how are you going to handle a tougher tomorrow? See, we are called to love God with all of our heart, soul, and mind. We are called to, to be in that relationship with him because when we're in that relationship with him, we are strong and we are courageous because we know that we are close to him. See, the enemy can sniff fear out a mile away. And if you're afraid about tomorrow or you're distanced from God, the enemy knows it and he'll find that. And that's why we love God with our, all of our heart, mind, soul. That's why we grow in that love, so that we can be close together. So if the days get tougher, so do you. You're going to be strong in the days to come. You're not going to have fear in the days to come. You're going to be provided for in the days to come because God is with you. You are not alone in this battle. It's time to stand strong. It's time to stand bold because God is with you. And so he's calling us to love him, to draw close, to love him with all of our hearts, heart, soul, mind. And I always want to say strength, but that's not in our passage. But we love him with our strength too, right? Amen? Amen. Would you bow your heads and your hearts with me today? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word. Lord, we allow your word to settle in our hearts, to find good ground. God, if we've been trying to impress you with what we do, or all the rules that we keep, we're trying to be better than the person next to us so we feel a little bit better, thank you for the reminder that there is just one rule, to love you with all that we are. God, I pray that uh, we would really nurture that relationship with you this week. Whether we would commit ourselves to you with a new exclusive loyalty. Lord, that we would cultivate that love through time with you. That we would watch our minds and make sure that that every thought is obedient to you. God, we, we want to know you. We want to love you. We want to be close to you. Because, God, that's, that's the number one thing. That's what it is all about. So, Lord, we offer ourselves to you today, fresh and new. We offer you our hearts, the only thing that you ever wanted. And, Lord, we love you right back. And, Lord, I pray that... Uh, our marriages would grow stronger. I pray that our lives would grow stronger. I pray that our relationship with you would grow stronger. And God, that we would stand with courage, with strength, and joy in the tougher days ahead.
God, thank you that you will never leave us, you will never forsake us. God, that we can always count on you and that you will fight every battle. God, thank you that you are moving us toward your desired end. And we know that we are the joy of your desire, that you have ransomed us, that we will spend eternity with you. And God, you are moving us closer to that day. And God, we long for that day. But until then, we will stand and live and worship and love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.